This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found on Gadget Geek show number 376, recorded on October 25th, 2018. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a blustery, kind of a rainy Bellevue, Nebraska. Mike, we saw some Seattle weather come back to us. We, I think we had a week or two of really nice weather. We got kind of spoiled, but then the rain came today. Yeah, we had a few good days this week where it was a little bit sunny. But yeah, that that cold, dreary rain. Sometimes it was even turning a little bit frozen today, I noticed. A little slushy. So it yeah. is the season, right? Yeah, we need we, it's always good to have the it's always good to have the moisture. But uh, of course we're back. I think we're back to some better weather this weekend. But we post this show with the show notes and some really good show notes this week. You're gonna want to go out and take a look. A lot of things we're doing with Aaron tonight all have links available to it. And we're going to actually do a special call out. You're going to want to follow that show link. So uh, do that. Head out there. They're all posted at theaverageguy.tv. This one, if you want to find it after the fact, theaverageguy.tv slash, right, HGG376. That's really the way you can find all of them if you want to go back to an episode number available for you out there as well. Don't forget, you can join us on our mobile app. If you're ever traveling, it's the best way. I actually... I listen to this show again in the car on our own mobile app. It's just one of the things I do each week just to make sure it's sounding okay and we're doing all right and some of those kinds of things. You can get that for free, homegadgetgeeks.com on your device. There's an Android and an iPhone link. You can find it in either one of the stores. It's absolutely free for you guys. We pay a little bit for it. Our Patreon subscribers help cover that. We appreciate those that that uh, support the show on a on a weekly basis uh, or on a monthly basis. It's okay. Crying babies, barking dogs. It's all okay. Eric. Don't worry about it. So we appreciate those Patreon subscribers as well. Big thanks to Emily Procop coming on last week. Story behind book. We broke that and launched that for her last week. I think very, very successful. If you haven't picked that up, the links will be in 375 behind you. But thanks to Emily for doing that and, uh, and appreciate it. Pretty, pretty awesome book. Mike, did you get a copy? I did. It. It's a fantastic. So we'll read a few of them while we're sitting around the dinner table. Nice. I'll, I'll, we have it sitting on our dinner table, and I'll open it up because they're they're perfectly uh, like you know the, the length rise wide. You can read one or two and yeah. and learn a cool story, and and so I think we did. We do bubble gum. Yeah, I think bubble gum was one of the first nice. ones we read. So I just flip open to a random page and we read it. It's kind of fun. Yeah, pretzels. Yep. Uh, salt water taffy. There's fifty, right? I think there's fifty sliced different sliced bread. I always I have a phrase. I always say you know it's it's more popular than sliced bread and peanut butter. And so I think she has both of those in here. Yeah. Sliced bread and peanut butter are available for you. She does crossword puzzles too, which was her used to be before um, she started writing and podcasting. That was kind of her job. So if you haven't picked that yet, uh, that up yet, Story Behind Book is available for you. I almost, uh, a little inside baseball in our Facebook group this week, we put out a post. I was almost going to change the intro uh, to the show this week. Uh, just, I don't know, 375. I thought maybe it's time to change it. I got some great feedback. Decided at the last, I actually rewrote all the notes that I was going to do a brand new opening, some different stuff. I was going to have some, uh, Aaron, I was going to have a quote from you in the very beginning, and then the music was going to play. And then I, I was basically going to race through the details so we could get right to it. It didn't feel good. So 
we're hanging out for a few minutes in the intro and we always appreciate you listening, but uh, I think, well, I think we'll stick with it for a while. Maybe I'll just kind of tune it up. Well, I've said a couple times her name, but Aaron Lawrence is back to be with us tonight. It's always one of my favorite guests to have Aaron. You're becoming a real staple and folks are really looking forward when you're on. Welcome to home gadget geeks. Thanks you guys. Thanks for having me. I am always thrilled to be here and talk to you. We uh, will appreciate that. We have, oh, and I should say before we get started, uh, no, I'll save that to the end. We have a little uh, a little favor to ask. Aaron, your YouTube channel is at 9,550. 9, I just checked it before we came on here. We'd love to see if we can get that to 10,000. And we'd love to see if we could get Home Gadget Geeks to do that. So I know you're probably listening in the car. You're going to write yourself a note, say, hey, Siri, do a note or hey, Google, do whatever, just to remember to do this. But head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV, right? YouTube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV. I'll have a link in the show notes if you need to go over there. Just subscribe. She makes some of the best videos, I think, uh, on all of YouTube. And they're just, they're real and they're honest and they're real interesting and you're covering Aaron, it was like you're our you're our foreign correspondent <laughs> for gadgets up in Canada there. So thanks I love for doing it. that. That means so much coming from you, Jim, because I know you're a, a broadcast professional too. So thank you. That's that's really special to hear no, from you. Super good. I, I I watch your videos. I subscribed a long time ago, so I see them coming in uh, and watch. And I don't, you know, there are times you don't feel the pressure to watch them all. There's sometimes you just did a Blu-ray player, and I don't have. Uh, okay, I'm not that interested in it, but. You've done some lighting. We're going to talk that, about that a little bit later here in the show. And you've done some great stuff. A couple of reminders. TechGadgetsCanada.com is your website. If you want to track her down on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TechGadgetsCanada. Pretty easy. Both on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron L-Y-Y-C. What is that L-Y-Y-C stand <laughs> for? Uh, Y-Y-C is the airport code for Calgary. So uh, a lot of cities will go by their airport codes, especially up here in Canada. So when I started on Twitter, I... I didn't know what to come up with. So I was like, ah, Aaron LYYC, Calgary. And then it's funny because it's sort of broadened beyond Calgary significantly. So I've I've actually been considering changing it, but I don't know hmm. what I'd change it to. And you say it in so many of your videos, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, that's the thing. You start doing these and then these videos live for a long time. And, yeah, it, and I'd, I'd, I don't know how I'd go back and... Be like, actually, not Aaron LYYC anymore. It's Aaron. Yeah. Aaron's yeah. gadget reviews. I don't know. I, I've been Jay Collison on on um, Twitter for the longest time, and I've thought about maybe like just doing. So I've been trying to change that up a little bit, but I, I, I too, I can't think of anything different to do it. Mike, you've been changing a lot of things recently. About you've got a new channel, right? You got a new the Nerd Dads, the, the Dad Nerd, nerd. the Dad yeah, Nerd. So I'm okay. the Dad Nerd now, trying to do that. Well, and it's, I'm trying to differentiate just because it's. It's kind of game, so it's gaming and that sort of stuff. And I kind of wanted to have a divide between my personal Twitter and like this kind of other persona I'm going to use on Twitch, right? I don't want Twitch. I don't. I kind of don't really want Twitch people to know my profession or who I am or anything like that. So it's kind of more of an alter ego kind of thing for me. It was more dividing that making a line in the sand of this is the gaming side. This is my personal stuff, especially because our work uh, uses Twitter up bunch mm. so like my personal side is really a big part of my job so i, I didn't want to mix the two up but yeah it's, it's kind of fun though having kind of a a name out there or something different than what you normally are for Fair some enough. reason i oh. think i actually had mike Weger on twitter and then i i changed it to Weger oh. tech 
and uh-huh. I have never been able to go back. It says that that account, if you go to the page, it's there's no one there. But if the I try and switch team. it, yeah, someone. You someone should report it. it so that they'll shut it down and then maybe it'll free it up. Well, there's nothing. <laughs> the, the page doesn't even exist. If you go to twitter.com slash Mike Weger, I don't even think anything's there. But for some reason, it still says it's unavailable. So, yeah, if you play around too much, you end up losing something that you actually wanted. Yeah. Um, so my, my names are all over the place. Well, Aaron, do you find with your YouTube channel and YouTube's brutal, like it's just like you have to be ready for this or do you find you get much kind of trolling and spam and just garbage out there that you have to ignore? Do you approve everything? Do you delete stuff? How do you do that? I've been really selective. I did a lot of reading before I launched the channel and really wanted to be sure I understood how to manage it. So I always have um, comments approved. They have to get looked at before. I've been really lucky in that I don't get a lot of trolling. I get a lot of positive commentary, and that's the stuff that I try to encourage. Um, If people put a negative comment or something rude or something sexist or something inappropriate, I just delete it. I don't even engage with it. So I've been lucky that way. I, I have gotten a couple of things that are inappropriate. But like I said, I just I don't engage with them. And other people on YouTube are pretty quick to call out somebody's misbehavior if it does crop up. So that's one of the great things about having an audience that, you know, is there to support you is that if I happen to if something does happen to slip through, somebody's going to call it out really quickly before perhaps I even notice it. Mm hmm. Do you feel like you have a fairly core group of followers who watch every single video and comment on them and they're kind of in they're your extended admins, so to speak, to make sure that the crowd kind of stays in order? I do. There's I would say I have at least a handful of sort of regular viewers who will engage with me and they'll um they always have something nice to say about the video. They'll they'll watch almost all of them. Um, which I really appreciate because it's like you said, you can't, you're probably not interested in all of the technology specifically, and you don't have interest in every single little gadget, but there is that core group who will watch all the videos and offer feedback or comments or just encouragement, which I just love. And I always try to, you know, say hi to them and thank them. And I'm starting to engage with them on other platforms like Twitter and Instagram and um, Facebook now. So it's, it's really nice to have those people that, that you can count on to, to give you honest, but kind mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, we have got a great community here and I just, I'll encourage folks. We've had a bunch of new people join us in. I'll just encourage folks to treat Aaron as if she is just part of our community and be really, they're just super kind. Like I never have to worry about trolling. I just don't have those problems because we have such a great community. So make sure you get over there and, uh, and join Aaron in that. Um, I was going to cover this at the end, but since Mark Robson asked in the chat room, he says, Aaron, are you still modifying the van? So let's <laughs> let's jump down to the van. Tell me. I've been excited to hear about this, too. I was going to ask about this van. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah. So my husband and I had this crazy idea for honestly, for no good reason. Just one day we thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have a camper van? And we started looking at, you know, the tiny homes and the camper van movement. And it is a movement. Make no mistake. If you've never looked into this. It is a rabbit hole that you will go down and never come out of. So we started looking at it and thought, because we're campers, we love the outdoors, we love traveling, we love road trips, we love being outside. Um, And we've been dedicated tenters for so long. But, you know, I guess the older you get, the more comfortable you want to be. 
And we also tend to now go into places that are a little bit more remote. So there's that safety concern, you know, there's bears, there's wildlife, there's, you know, you're, you're basically just sleeping with, you know, yeah. a piece of Kleenex between right. you and whatever's outside. So we've been thinking about, you know, do we want to upgrade to something like an RV? And we don't like the idea of an RV because it's so big. So we thought camper van. And we had the opportunity in the spring to rent a camper van for a weekend um, as part of a blog that I was writing. And we just fell in love with it. So we started looking around at what kind of vans are available and which kind of van do you want? Because there's all these different, you know, do you want the Ford Transit? Do you want the Mercedes Sprinter? Do you want the Dodge Sprinter? And again, all these different camps and people who feel super strongly about their preferences and we finally found a van that was, you know, the price we wanted to pay in our city, uh, in good condition. And we started stripping it out and ripping it all basically down to the metal in, I guess it would have been about May or June. And it's going slowly. It's going very slowly. But we've got a kitchen in there now. We've got a bed platform in there. Uh, we've got a little kind of dog cubby hole for our dog so that she can sleep comfortably. And we're just probably this weekend, we're going to put in some LED lights wiring and yeah, we're going to, we're going to trick it out. It's going to be kind of Canadian cottage chic with a technology twist. Uh, a little hippie-ish, but some on the tech side, Very you chic know, hippie. USB yeah. ports yes. kind of right. A uh, laptop workstation. So you could kind of work, you could be blogging on the road. I imagine it, you're going to want to, and this is getting pretty common now, but it wasn't a couple of years ago. Kind of the the car has Wi-Fi. You, is that, yes. I mean, the van will have some Wi-Fi. Yeah. How are you planning? Are you going to use that orange thing or yes. what, what are you planning? That's the Skyroam device yeah. that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's portable Wi-Fi puck. There's a couple of companies now that'll make portable Wi-Fi, but um, Skyroam in particular just came out with a, like a monthly Wi-Fi plan when you're on the road. So that would be something we'd look at, but we want to be connected so that if we want to do blogging or shoot videos mm -hmm. and upload them, that we're connected. And, and we also have sort of things that we're working on on the side and my husband works for himself. So we do need to be somewhat connected. So we will definitely, there will definitely be Wi-Fi in the van. There'll probably be a cell phone booster thingamajig that'll keep us in touch. TV? Do any satellite TV or anything like that? No TV, okay. but you know, we've got, well, we've probably got several tablets, but, yeah. and you know, with the, with the Wi-Fi, you can stream whatever you want. So if we did want to have movie night, I'll probably put some kind of little bracket up to hold the iPad or whatever. And, you know, if we do want to watch TV, we can just kick back and do it. What about solar? Are you, you planning to throw panels on the top or will they come out or how do you, what, what are you thinking on that? So we've got, this is my husband's specialty more than mine. I'm not smart about this stuff, but we're putting two solar panels on the roof and I think they're 200, I'm probably going to screw this up and somebody can correct me, but 200 watts per panel on the roof. And then it's wired into a very large battery. It basically looks like a giant car battery um, in the back of the van. And then the whole thing also, I think, gets connected to the van's battery and power system so that you know, the, it'll charge the fridge, it'll keep everything powered, but when the van's not running, it runs off the battery. And then in a pinch, if you need to switch it to the van battery, because something's gone wrong, you still have access to all that power. Wow. Man, that's a full featured van. Right? A, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. tech van. That is awesome. Through the link in the chat room, uh, it'll be in the show notes. 
Uh, if you want to go uh, van life, converting work van to camper van is is the site that you're uh, that you have. Again, it's probably easier. You got you're, you're so you're kind of blogging it. Is that is that what you're going to do? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been a little lazy on that front only because the progress between demolition and now has been so slow. And to me, honestly, I go in there and I'm like, oh, we've done nothing, <laughs> but we've done so much. It's just right. it doesn't look like a lot. So I really should do an update and talk about some of, you know, the battery and the components and things that we're doing. And if all goes well and we get the LED color change, of course, remote controlled lighting in there this weekend, we should have walls um, going up shortly after. And then to me, it's it's pretty much livable. I mean, it needs some some sprucing up, I guess, yeah. but we can we can take it on the road. Gonna put any chairs, any any additional chairs, so you can you know get maybe a little poker table in there or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> We've got some camp chairs that we'll throw in the back, mm. and uh, my husband's picked out a folding table so that you know if we want to just take a whole little setup outside, if the weather's nice, where where we want to be, that we can have that outdoor experience. We'll probably put an awning on the side. A lot of people will do that so that you can just sort of pull this big awning out the side. And, you know, you've got shade, yeah. you've got outdoor space. Yeah. There's all kind of, man, there are so many crazy things people do with these vans. Are you following YouTube channels of people who've, because this is what, this is, this has been my craze lately. As I get in these, I'm watching two guys build ships, like they're oh. building wooden yachts. And I'm like, I'm never going to do that in my life. Not, and I, not only are they building the ships, they're putting keels, like new keels in. And one of them poured their own keel. And I'm like, I didn't even know there was a keel on a <laughs> ship. Like I am learning all these things. One of them is uh, is cutting the wood. The other one is actually steaming it and bending it. And so it's just fun. I imagine your, do, do you have one in particular you're kind of watching to to see what they're doing? I have a lot. And oh gosh, I should have, I should have prepared to, nah. to drop some names and some props for them because so many of these people are just they're so good at it and they just make it look so easy but just anytime we sort of hit a wall about well how are we going to configure this little workstation and you know if we put a table in um you know the table is going to take up some space so what solutions are there for like either a modular table or a table that slides in and out maybe under the bed and you put that stuff into google and you'll get so many options and i just i I love watching people solve those problems and make it look good. And then, yeah. you know, stealing those ideas for my own van. Right on, right on. It, you almost need an Ikea for, for van conversions, you know, where you can pick this stuff up and build it. Mike, what is she missing? Like if you were going to put a van together, what else, what's got to be in there, Mike? It's got everything. I mean, you got Wi-Fi, you've got power. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Um, There'll be a barbecue. We'll have a little hibachi Ooh, kit. Not, we'll yeah. have induction cooking. Wow. Damn. That's nice. And you're plumbing it, right? So it's going to have a sink and some, kind of, some sink, kind of water. No, um, no bathroom. We opted not to put a bathroom in. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a little small van. It's not the it's not the biggest thing in the world. Uh, Kevin Schoonover says you need a kegger in there. there. You need, or a keg fridge. Yeah. Anyways, right? Well, to be able we, to... we picked out the largest fridge we could reasonably put in the van without going like home size for you know the the wine and the beer mm -hmm. and the other things you need to keep in there and of course the food i think i'd maybe even build in like a bitcoin you know a miner in there as well it's heat in the summer <laughs> i mean heat in the winter it's not a bad option right and yeah. it could be you could you know i i was looking at the pictures you get if you, once you got the wall stripped down you could kind of put some you know you could build the computers just right into the walls uh so that they're 
they're kind of in a way, you know, you, know, you got storage, you could, you could fill those up with some storage arrays. And so, um, pretty cool. I, I think, um, uh, the, the other thing I might think about doing, if you're going to do an awning is to, to get a portable TV that you could put on underneath the, that you'd pull out and hook on and, and, and then you could Chromecast if you have your, cause you'll have your own Wi-Fi. Yes. So you could Chromecast or whatever you decide to use right to that thing. And it would be kind of nice to just sit out there, have some popcorn, watch whatever Canadians watch. (laughs) What do Canadians watch? (laughs) Oh, we watched Jack Ryan recently. Oh, it's a good one. I'm totally into Bosch right now. Those are both uh, Amazon Prime shows. Are you a man in books? Those books are amazing too. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Are you you a man in the high castle? Have you watched... Have you watched that? Got really popular this for season I have three. Not seen that? No, but Game of Thrones. Yeah. And, uh, have you heard of Letterkenny? I have heard of it. I haven't checked it out. Is it good? Well, okay. So I don't. I want to know a Canadian's perspective because it was oh. apparently the writer who is also the main actor in it. He tried to get this sold in L.A. down here, and no one wanted it. So we went up to Canada, and Canada put it on TV, and it's like the biggest hit with Americans because it's kind of. I don't know if the jokes are mean towards Canadians or not. I can't tell, <laughs> obviously not being from there, but it's all Canadian talk. So they talk like Canadians. So it's really, it's entertaining for Americans. So it's, it's taken off like wildfire down here. So I actually didn't know oh. if it was popular up there or if it was one of those like weird, you know, like there's American shows that get popular in different countries for some reason. So I didn't know what it was, but yeah, it's it interesting. Out. You'll have to check it out. Yeah. YouTube yeah. it and look at some of the main clips and you'll get a good, uh, good idea okay. for what it is. Yeah. My wife, it's one of my wife and I's kind of guilty pleasure shows. It's pretty funny. Well, make sure you get plenty of storage in that van. And I don't mean like storage for chairs. I mean like hard drive storage. You need to <laughs> like, if you're going to, that way you can take movies. Um, I've always, I've always thought there'll be a day when my car pulls in the garage and it'll connect to the Wi-Fi, and then do the download of, you know, it'll load up all my podcasts and it'll just be part of the player. Right. And, and so I'm kind of anticipating that piece coming. I think it's pretty cool. You got that, uh, that you guys are doing this. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about gadgets. You, and I think the, the real popular topic right now has been the new pixel, three uh, XL. You've been, you have always kind of been messing with those phones. And so you, you probably know better than anybody else, what you're looking for, what's, what works, what doesn't. So if we look at this three XL, um, tell us a little bit about, you have a video, but tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so it's an Android phone. It's the third iteration of the Google phones. Um, Just came out, oh gosh, I want to say just like two weeks ago. So Google's kind of been improving on the phone as it's been going, adding some new features. The big draw, I guess, of the Pixel 3 uh, and, and really all the Pixel phones has been the camera. It has an outstanding camera on it and a lot of really good... Um, I guess, digital features that go along with it. And anytime I've ever been anywhere, I always like traveling wise, I've always taken that phone with me and it takes the best pictures. It takes outstanding pictures and just, you know, they, they stand out against other pictures. So it's really nice that they, that they have that really good quality camera. Of course it does all the other things you'd expect, you know, a smartphone to do. Um, has all the the Google suite of apps and things like that. They've added a few new things uh, to this phone. They brought out finally wireless charging with it. And you can actually get a special stand with it. And I know some some carriers, some merchants are bundling it with the phone, but technically it is sold separately. 
but it's just, it's a really cool little small easel style stand and you just lean the phone into it and it charges. And the really cool thing about it, and I'm, I'm doing some more work with this to sort of get familiar with it, but it basically turns your phone into like a Google smart home hub digital assistant. So where a lot of us are buying, you know, the Amazon Echo device or the Apple HomePod or even, you know, the Google Home device, this kind of gives it to you on a smaller scale. So that's a really neat feature. And it it looks good. The charging works really well. Um, you've always got access to the Google Assistant, which is fun. So those are kind of, I would say, two of the major key features. They've made some other changes and renamed some other features and done some other things with the phone. Um, so it's not, in terms of like complete redesign or huge upgrade, it's not a totally new phone, but the improvements are noticeable enough to probably make them pretty enticing for people that are Android phone lovers. You mentioned in your post, um, of course, waterproof, and that's become, I think most of the newer phones have moved that direction, which is great. Uh, wireless charging support. Mike, you just picked up some wireless charging stuff for your phone as well, right? I've got all wireless. Yeah, I got the Anchor branded one for my nightstand and for my desk at work and charge there. And then I have one in my car that's the stand. And as you drop it in, it starts charging and it holds your phone up as well. So it's kind of a mount and wireless charger at the same time. It's been fantastic. I actually didn't think I would like it as much. But, you know, when you're always setting your thing on a wireless charger, uh, you really are never at a loss for battery. So it's kind of nice because I'm kind of charging most of the day anyway. So it's yet to be determined, though, how good that is on the battery. I know the heat from wireless charging isn't good, and then always charging it probably isn't good either. So I try and keep it off sometimes, but it's been really convenient. I was actually surprised that, you know, the older versions of the Pixel didn't have wireless charging. Me too. It's Google's been been pretty responsive and pretty smart about the way it's designing its product. So I was I was surprised about that, too. Well, how do you feel about the notch? Tajoski in the chat says, I can't do the notch. That what, notch how do you though. feel? How, how do you, I'll ask both of you, because I don't really care about the notch. I don't know why. I, it, to me, it doesn't matter. But um, Aaron, t- talk about the notch. So it is significant. But I will say this about the notch. And for those of you who can actually see our feed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it up here. But I mean, if you're using an Apple phone, it's 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 similar, right? It's, it's actually smaller than the one on the Apple phone, but the notch doesn't bother me in particular. I, I almost look at that instead of looking at it as cutting off the top of your screen with the notch, I see it as you're getting extra real estate. So you're getting these two almost extra little forks of screen space where you can put some additional information that you don't need right in front of you on the immediate screen. So when I look at the phone, when I look at whether it's the Pixel 3 or the Apple iPhone 10, which I also have, I, I don't even see the notch. And I know you can free ears on the side is what other Jim <laughs> says. <laughs> it's like exactly what it is. But I, I know people don't like it and some people find it distracting, but maybe it's just because I've gotten used to it. It doesn't bother me at all. And as, as I was going to say, you can turn the notch off. But what that does is it shrinks the screen size. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, it no shrinks worries. it down. So you're actually losing all of that extra, the extra ears, if you will. Yeah. So I I like it. I don't, well, I wouldn't say I'd like it. I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. So I, well, I, I just you, find it handy. You figured that it's the notifications and the clock can go in there, right? Yes. From that, absolutely. from that. Mike, what about you? What do you think of the notch? Well, for me, the notch doesn't bother me as much. I'm kind of the same way. So I have the iPhone 10 um, and 
the thing I like about the iPhone 10, it's a little bit thinner, which is a little bit, so it's a little bit less noticeable, but I don't notice it. The one thing I haven't liked about these newer phones though, is the chin they have on them actually. So like the bottom side. So on the pixel, I actually haven't played around with it. Does it go like, like your iPhone 10, you know, goes all the way to the bottom. Um, there's real, is there a kind of a, a chin to the pixel? Does it have a bezel on there, the bottom? There is a much bigger bezel on the bottom of the phone. It's, it's just that the screen size is kind of shrunk on it. I wouldn't okay. say it's like bezel so much as just, I don't know why it doesn't extend all the way to the bottom. I guess right. the, the phone speaker is down there a bit, um, but it is bigger than what you'd get on the iPhone. That's so like, those when you say little, chin, are you referring to the dark space on the bottom? Yeah, on that, the bottom. Okay. Yeah, yep, that dark yeah. space on the bottom. And yeah. the one thing I've noticed, so I've had two different cases on my iPhone 10. And so this is the Apple leather case, which absolutely, I mean, it is by far my favorite case I've ever had on any phone. But what I like about it is that they don't have anything along the bottom. So, on a, so mm. it's covered on the side and it stops. This smoothness right here, that kind of rounded, you don't really realize how amazing it is to not have anything stopping your thumb when you are swiping up and you can roll over that edge it's such a better feel than if you have your case that goes all the way to the bottom you kind of have to roll over that bottom and then go up um so i don't know why i've been obsessed with the bottoms of phones lately but i have been it's, it's been my area of focus ever since i got this case i had no idea what i was missing out on but then when i look at the chin on the other ones i'm like well it doesn't go to the bottom anyway um, so maybe actually, you know, on the pixel, it probably doesn't matter what kind of case you have because your thumb can go in that kind of that chin area and start there to swipe up. And, and you can, the case that they're, that they're doing with it is they have this really great fabric wrapped case. So it's really nice. It's, it's just nice to hold. It's not slippery, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like you're holding fabric. It's just got a really good feel to it. And they have smartly, like you said, they've just pulled the bottom of the case out around, I guess it's the the charging connector, but um, exactly like you're saying, where your thumb would go and where you'd swipe around, there's nothing right. to there. And I love that, especially because I don't know how the, I've never, I haven't used an Android phone in forever. Um, but on the iPhone, obviously swiping up from the bottom is such a common gesture. You're That's probably the most common gesture that you're doing. You're getting back to your home screen. That is your home button. So that gesture alone, when I can roll off the bottom into the top, it just... Um, it makes a big difference with how often you do it. It's a, it's a little thing, but trust me, if you if try someone else's case or take your case off, if you have a case that goes around the entire bottom, take your case off and then just like try that motion from the bottom and don't break your phone when you take it off. But uh, I think it's going to go shooting out. But yeah, it's just a much different feel uh, to do your kind of home swipe. It's, it's weird. I have the new Amazon phone. If you can't tell, this is the new phablet phone. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just joking. Um, you know, you were talking about covers. Is that a speckle cover, um, Aaron? Is it kind of speckly or is it smooth? Or this one is no, the other hologram. one. Oh, oh, the other the one. one on the pixel. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's kind of like a gray and white speckle, kind it's of a like really a good looking gray. case. Yeah, it's it's very nice, and it's got the thing I love about this case, and I wish they made them for every phone. Is they've got. So the Pixel does a different color um, power button on the side of each phone. And what have we got here? That's the Pixel 1 was just silver. The Pixel 2 was orange and the Pixel 3 is green. So they've added the same oh, color button nice. onto the case so that you don't lose that little bit of accent. And I think that's so smart and a really nice design feature. I think on, on that one too, I noticed, because does the Pixel have a camera bump? So if you didn't have a case, is there a camera bump on the back? Does the camera stick out like yeah. the iPhone 10? 
Uh, it does. And I'm just looking. The iPhone 10 definitely sticks out further uh, and more. There's more that bumps right. out. But yeah, it ju- it does stick out just a bit. Just a bit. Okay. Because that's the other thing I like about when you get a good iPhone case, you know, obviously the ones by, that made our, by Apple are going to be measured perfectly, but the camera bump, it goes, it lines up right, just barely indented in. So your case still gives you a little coverage, but it makes it look like one smooth surface on the back mm-hmm. instead of noticing that camera bump. And when you lay your phone down, you don't have the wobble that that camera bump creates uh, if you didn't have a case on it. Totally true. Aaron, when you, with the Pixel, when, yeah, with the XL, when you watch it in landscape mode and you're watching like YouTube videos, what does it do with, uh, with the years? The, the... Uh, you know what? Let's have a look. I have not. Tajoski uh... was asking in the chat. On the iPhone 10, it, it uses the notch space for the video, or you can double tap and it'll letterbox it and bring okay. it in a little bit. So yeah, it's cutting off the notch in like, well, I'm just surfing around through stuff in landscape mode, but it's, it's basically giving me a full rectangle. Um, I don't want to take up a whole bunch of time here trying to load yeah. up a YouTube video and watching it, but um, I'll check that out. And, okay. and interesting. Um, we were talking about cases and I told uh, on the show last week, I mentioned that I had gotten, we had, um, they're clearancing these fire seven tablets from, from Amazon. I got it for 15 bucks from Woot, but it is slippery. <laughs> like, it just wants to go flying out of your hands. And so for, for nine more bucks, you know, I picked up a silicon kind of cover to it. And man, these things are slick. Like I really like it goes on, it goes on really easy. And then it really makes these tablets usable. Like I don't know now if I would ever use a tablet without some kind of bulky. And I know this is kind of weird. I'm not putting it in my pocket without some kind of really bulky cover on it to make it. You know, this has got some grooves in the back. So when you got your fingers on it, you, they kind of give it a place to grip, you know, if I'm going to have to take a look at that. Cause I yeah. just, I'm about to post probably tomorrow, the fire HD eight review. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you say how slippery it is because I've been, there's been something about it. That's been bothering me. I yeah. think it's a really great product, but there's something about the, the touch and the feel of it. And I haven't been able to put my finger on it. And I think that's what it is. It's just, it feels like it's going to go flying out of my hand. Yeah, no, you get these new things. My iPhone, when I got my iPhone, it was that way too. I was like cradling it out of the store because yes. you're like, this thing will literally just fly out of my hands if I'm not careful. And so it was, again, they, these are, because the sevens, these are the old, these are the 2015 versions. Um, that we have, they're clearancing them everywhere. So their cases are all being clearanced. So right now is a good time if you were going to get into that. Been a pretty good little tablet, but I have really appreciated kind of a silicon grippy, uh, by the way, this camera on this thing. I know the camera on your Pixel is awesome. It is less than awesome <laughs> on these. Did you find on the new one, the new um, Fire tablets, is it better? Pretty it's, good camera or are they decent. still awful? I think I think that term I used was as good as can be expected and pretty good. Um, I did shoot part of the review with it just so people could see it. So once it goes up, you'll be able to get a a pretty good idea. But, you know, for me, for the price of that tablet and, and just the basic stuff that it'll do, you, you aren't going to be expecting it to be shooting cinematic video, nor should you. But for what it does do and for the price you're going to be able to get it for, whether you want it for your kid or your teenager or just something to take on travels that, you know, if it gets lost or stolen, you're not out 800 bucks. It's it's a great tablet and it does it does have some shortcomings for sure. But again, for the price, it's it's a pretty great option for a lot of people. It makes it a lot more accessible. 
they have a kids program and I forget what the name of it is with these, but it comes when you turn them on, it's like, Hey, do you want to register this with your kid, with your student? And you put it on in your, your app. And if the, if they break these things, they'll just send you another one, which wow. is really, yeah, which is pretty incredible. They were like, you're in this program and you're doing this and it's a subscription. I think it's eight or nine bucks a month, whatever, but it's like insurance. And if the kids break it, they'll just ship you another one. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. What are these things are the cheapest? I mean, uh, that, that the three XL Aaron, how much retail and we'll uh, discount it about half price for, you know, the <laughs> right. Canadian dollar. Starts at about uh, $9.99 Canadian, depending on whether you want the 3 or the XL, and um, goes up from there depending on the memory that you choose. And I'm um, actually worth pointing out, someone mentioned it in the chat room, that the notch is only on the XL version. If you get the Pixel 3, we'll call it regular size, um, you won't see that notch as well. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it seem, seems to be on the bigger phones. Uh, smaller ones, they're kind of, I think, still using older screens or at least probably older dies for the screens uh, in the way they make those. Um, if you had, you've tested a bunch of phones and all the times we've talked to you, we've always talked about a phone. What if, if you had to choose a daily driver, a phone that you would use today, what, what do you think you'd pick? Uh, I, I have picked the Apple iPhone 10 um, just because I'm, I'm so deeply into the Apple ecosystem and I just find that it works for everything I do. With that said, I do always carry a Pixel with me. Um, you know, from time to time, I'll put a US SIM card in my Pixel phone, you know, if we're traveling or going wherever. So I keep that as, as a travel phone. And I always want it with me for the camera just because it is so amazing. And maybe, maybe this is a tech blogger thing, but sometimes it is handy to have two phones. Oh, yes. I, I totally agree. I've th thought that multiple times. Like, man, it'd be really nice if I had two, even for cameras or for some reason when you're doing social media or need to do one thing and have another. You want to do a live stream, but still have your phone, uh, all that sort of stuff. I th yeah, I think maybe that is a tech blogger thing, but I've done that on more than one occasion where you right. want to do a Facebook or a YouTube live and you want to show the phone, you need another phone. You kind of need another one. I lose the second one. If I have two, I am always leaving the second one somewhere, you know. Every time I leave, I have to check my pockets. Like, okay, do I have, do I have both phones? <laughs> we took two out. phones to Europe. In two or three times, I left one of the phones wherever we'd been. And I had to go back in, and my mom, who was with me, is like, "Are you ever not gonna forget?" I mean, you know, it's bad when your mom says, "Are you?" <laughs> she was eighty, you know, eighty-three years old. Are you ever gonna not forget your phone? Uh, but it is handy to have um, the the two. We've been as a part of a community. We've been doing kind of the Fitbit. Uh, a community thing. Uh, others, I've I've said if they wanted to join me on Fitbit, I've I'm using the Alta Fitbit Alta, and it's been a good little cheap device to kind of get into Fitbit and use it. This Pixel has kind of a new well-being digital well-being app that you kind of highlighted in there. Did you get a chance to mess with that? Is that worth it? Is or is it kind of an empty ecosystem at this point? I think it's really smart, and it's. It's kind of eye-opening because we all think that we spend a hell of a lot less time on our phones than we actually do. <laughs> so to be confronted with it in, yeah. you know, chart and graph form, and you know you can't lie to your phone and your mm -hmm. phone's not going to lie to you, <laughs> it's pretty eye-opening. So I did play around with it on the Pixel 3 XL, 
And, you know, not surprisingly, I was shooting a review for it and doing a bunch of testing for the blog and stuff. So I, I spent like, I think it was like three hours in one day on the camera, but I was, but I was taking video and shooting stuff. So I think it's really handy to have. And Apple has just brought that out as well with their new iPhones, um, with the new iOS. Yeah. And you're, you're seeing it'll, that it'll now. Do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's so handy because, you know, as much as our phones do everything for us and they are so important, they're those computers in our pocket and our cameras and, and our phones that we can take everywhere. You, I think you do need to unplug for a little while, you know, whether it's a few minutes or an hour or two a day, just there, there's other, there's other things to entertain you. Like what? No, <laughs> Like just, name one on <laughs> just name one thing. This is a little scary. Actually, Saturday is my is my least used phone time day. Oh, you know, you would I think for most people, the problem is my job is my phone. Yes, and so I'm on twenty four seven. Well, not really, but um, it was funny. Actually, I found a tech support page for Gallup this morning. I was looking through some stuff, and it says we're available twenty four seven call between 6 a.m. And I, I was like, guys, that's not what, that's not what 24 7 means. means. How long so were you on your phone today, Jim? I'm going to have to fix that. So I'm going to have to fix that page. Today, uh, four, uh, let's see. Um, it says, well, I'm on the week. Let's look at today. Five hours, 50 minutes. Oh, my God. This can't be right. Mine says six hours, 56 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. See, like, if someone asked you, you go how do many something hours else, a day Aaron. are you spending on your phone, <laughs> I would have been like, oh, maybe an hour or two. Yeah. No, it's seven hours. I know it's a lot. Mike, what about you? It's 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 confession time. Uh mine's not loading. Sure. Oh, oh sure. yeah. Oh, Allegedly. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that was weird. I have like four different Okay, one sec. Oh, come on, Apple guy. Uh four You've been hours, Windows too long. Four hours, <laughs> twenty seven minutes. Okay. Yeah. I think we would find um <laughs> That's a lot of time. I, I, I think we're going to find like, and Aaron, you're right. These, they don't lie. Nope. And so I think as we look at these, uh, the Fitbit has been, an, yeah, I kind of knew this, but the Fitbit has been it exposed to me that I don't ever sleep. And oh, like yeah. I was, I mean, five hours is a good night for me and that's not enough. Right. And so it's been having the watch or having the device on all the time. Mike, I think, are you using your Apple watch for that? Do you, do you sleep with it? And does it track sleep for you? I don't sleep with it. No, okay. no. Okay. Would you, if you wanted to track your sleep, if you felt like you weren't getting, does it do that? Uh, yeah, but the battery's not the best and I don't okay. want to have to have a charger at work. So, yeah. uh, Aaron, I didn't yeah. know. Aaron, are you tracking sleep at all? I do track sleep. Um, I hadn't, when I initially tried the Apple watch, you needed a third party app to track okay. the sleep because it wasn't doing that. And I actually haven't checked again to see if Apple watch is doing it itself. Mike, do you know? Uh, they still don't do it natively. Do it natively? No, okay. but um, I used a third party app actually on my phone, which worked pretty well. You know, it kind of okay. picks up when you pick up, when you set down your phone, put it on the charger, don't touch it and then pick up any motion, picks it back up. And it kind of does it that way. The, the Alta is a, the Alta is a really small device, right? I mean, we're, we're talking pretty small. And I thought it was going to be, I'd use the Surface. No, that's not true. Microsoft uh, Band. I had been a band. In fact, I had two Microsoft Bands. That was a very thin, a little bit wider. The Alta is a little bit taller, but a little bit thinner. 
when I first started sleeping with them, I got really kind of, it was, I got weirded out by them. Like, um, you know, like, uh, why am I wearing something like this to bed? Right. As I started getting the data back and I'm starting to do it more, um, it has been one of those things that's I check after it sinks first thing in the morning, I'll wake up, phone will sink, watch will sink. I start looking at that time and man, that has been eye opening just to kind of see how poorly I do sleep. Um, and part of it is screen time. Part of it is a choice. I just, I get busy doing things down here and I just want to stay up. And some of it's, I don't want to go to bed. You know, it's a weird, I'm just in a weird spot where it's like, I don't know if I want to go to bed. Like I, I'm okay getting some things done. So mm -hmm. um, Aaron, you had another watch you were going to show there. You'd brought, you'd brought one over. What do you got there? This one's the Fitbit Versa, which is a little more like a traditional smartwatch. Um, but to your point about Fitbits, Fitbits do such a good job. I'm I'm also working on another blog right now comparing the Apple Watch to the Fitbit to the Samsung Watch, which I'm helpfully holding up for those. Man, you had all those close by. That's awesome. Nice yeah. job. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> my, my little tech woman cave here is yeah. uh, pretty well I like stocked. it. Like but it. Fitbit, I have found consistently in terms of the accuracy, the activity tracking, the step tracking, and the sleep tracking. Um, and we just posted a review, too, of the Charge 3. It is, hands down, bar none, the most accurate fitness gadget smart watch device that you can get for this information. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of crazy because, I oh, I'm not wearing it now. But typically, I have this, this watch on this hand, and I'm wearing the Fitbit on the right hand because, well, one, I spent $250 on this yeah. thing. Is that you know, your Garmin? It's a Garmin. Yeah, it's a Garmin. And it's a great little watch, not smart, but it's a great watch. And and I I am not I don't want it to sit there. I mean, I could so I'm doing both. And uh but I and so sometimes like when I run stairs, this is not particularly good at timing. It's not really meant as a timer. When I run stairs, I want to time every single ascend. And so this does it better than anything else. So yeah, I'm I'm one of the crazy folks that has two the community, though, what's been really cool over the last, I don't know, six or seven weeks, Mike, we've probably been gathering folks on Fitbit. I've probably been talking about that. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv, if you want to join the group. It's really not a group. I just, I become friends with you. And then in the on the weekends or during the week, we put out, uh, they call them hustles, like things you can, there's a weekly hustle or a weekend hustle. And it allows to, you to join from, I think, two to 10 people. It caps it at 10, which is great. It kind of makes it reasonable. But I have been more conscious about my steps since I've been competing with other listeners, which is really, really cool. In fact, there were some weeks I got super competitive and I went out and got 20,000 steps in at 10 o'clock at night because I didn't want to lose the challenge. Right. And you start thinking that's the kind of behaviors we want. Right. Those are the kind of behavioral um, changes that we want. Well, I'm glad that you said you like the Fitbit and all the for, for accuracy. I'm probably going to stay a two watch person, I think even when this thing breaks and maybe I have to go to an Apple watch or something like that. Although Garmin makes really good gear. So I'm not sure this thing, I mean, the battery will probably wear out before the equipment breaks. Well, um, and the new Apple watches are out now too, Jim, the I series know, four geez. is out with the, well, the Americans anyway, get the, that heart. What was it? The uh, EKG, EKG, EKG yeah. app sensor thing. We don't, I'm excited to try my wife's. Yet, 
Does she have it? She does. She has the new one. We we got it for her. She had had the first gen Apple Watch. So I got the Series 3 last year. She never upgraded. And her battery was like nothing. So like, okay, let's just upgrade you and let's... And I have found that for me, the cellular has been the best investment I've ever made. The cellular connection on my watch, I love it. I use it all the time. I've got my AirPods so I can do calls, texts, everything. Don't need my phone right next to me. And I wanted her to have that too. So she now has that and she's excited What's interesting to me about the tracking, you were saying you compared the the fitness tracking on all three of them. So I have a, a pretty nice heart monitor that goes on my chest that I wear when I work out. And it actually connects to our gym. At our gym, we have the TVs around the gym and it connects to their system and shows your heart rate, your calories and everything like that. What I have noticed is that between my watch and the heart rate that shows up on the TV at the gym, same exact heart rate. The heart rate is always the same. It's how they calculate the calories, I think, mm-hmm. that is really the difference. Because my watch is always pretty significantly higher than what it shows up on the TV. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to trust the the one that goes on my chest. Even though they're giving out the same reading, I guess it's just a, a matter of what algorithm they have to tell it, okay, if you have this heart rate for this amount of time, um, what does that mean? How many calories are we going to say that that burns? So I don't know the math on that and how it all works out, but the Apple Watch is a little bit on the high side on when it gives you credit for for what calories you have, at least compared to the only other one I have, which is which is the gym. So... It's kind of interesting, uh, but I was interested to see that they both had the same exact heart rate. So something that's on my wrist, I thought would have been much less accurate than the one that's strapped to my chest. And they both, you know, I check them all the time. I'm always looking down and they're, they're the same. I found the Fitbit and the Apple watch were quite similar with the heart rate measurements and the Samsung watch was always a little bit, I think it was a little bit lower, but it was always a, a quite different from those two. Okay. I I don't have any kind of medical grade equipment that I'm able to test it against. So I have a definitive like here's here's what the actual heart rate is. I'm just right. sort of comparing them off each other. But this you, you know, we've got all these gadgets that'll do all these amazing things, right? You know, and they're so they're so small, it's kind of hard to believe. The EKG is still mind blowing to me, like you just said. So small and something that usually takes a very expensive, large machine. Um, there's still a debate back and forth on whether it's good that all these consumers and the everyday person has access to an EKG whenever they want. Um, but it's it's super cool. Well, in the fall sensor that they put in, I was, I was yes. kind of joking the day they launched the Apple Watch Series 4 with that fall sensor and the EKG and stuff. I was like, you know what? This is going to become standard issue for seniors and totally. you know people with yeah. mobility issues and and do we call them shut-ins still, you know, people who are, you know, they're not getting out as much as they should. They maybe don't have that same circle of friends, but their family wants to keep an eye on them in some way. So it's amazing that you can get that watch. And, you know, if, if your elderly mother, Jim, your mom might, might be a good example. I don't know how mobile she is, but if, if you had the ability to get an alert, if some, you know, if she fell Mm -hmm. to me, that's just amazing and mind blowing. And so it allows us to take better care of our of our family and friends. Yeah, it's it, it's the perfect uh, implementation for AI. To be honest, where mm-hmm. it it begins to learn what they do and how they do it, and I think that those pieces are just going to get better. Uh, first implementations of it, you know, this is something the medical community has been doing for a long time. I saw some university research probably seven years ago where they were sewing sensors into clothing for seniors. 
and then monitoring that those they were Wi-Fi enabled, so monitoring in that way, and um, and getting real some really good and accurate results. So I bet some of that early research has gone towards you know getting it on one spot on a watch would be really really hard, yeah, to to get accuracy. Now they'll get better the more we do this, but it it I think it's super the, I, that that kind of wearable. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be too long before we are just purchasing clothes that have sensors you could turn on for those kinds of things or or, or whatever, right? That uh, that gets some information for us. So, yeah, I would. Uh, my dad fell Christmas Day, and that was broke his hip, and that you know, two months later he passed away just from you know that happens so often, right? That. It's the broken hip that leads to other complications. Then they just kind of give up. And and so it doesn't, you know, it's not perfect. But yeah, no, I'd love to see more of that. I, I come from a family with heart condition, with heart conditions. Mm. And I got to be really, really careful, although I eat way too many French fries. I just love French fries. I cannot stop <laughs> eating them. But, um, and I need to be careful, right? I, I, I do neither, none, none of my devices right now, the, the Garmin 220 has the ability to sync with a, a strap, but I, I, Mike, I don't like the strap. I, that is not comfortable for me. I don't know. You don't if, like you, it? No, I do not like. It feels restrictive, and I just I don't even I don't, notice it for some uh, reason. Maybe yeah. I'm just One a wuss. About the the heart rate, though, if you have heart issues, the Apple Watch will. It was doing it sort of before, but I don't think it was as on purpose, but the four, the series four again has that it'll give you an elevated heart rate warning or a low heart rate warning. So if that's something mm -hmm. you actually need to, you know, if not yeah. actively keep an eye on your heart rate and it's like, well, what is it? What's the number? Yeah. If it's just going to give you an alert if something is amiss, that's hugely valuable. Yeah. And the yeah. way it does it too is it's it says, Hey, you you've had this high really heart rate, but you haven't moved a lot recently. So there's it's not it's you know, so when you go on a run, you're not gonna trigger it. Obviously your heart rate's gonna be higher, but if it's I'm sitting here and man, my heart is just racing, I don't know why, it'll it might alert you. Yeah. And yeah. The other thing I like about that too is they actually had a study. I, you had to opt into it. I can't remember how I got into it, but I did. It was with Stanford Med, I believe, and they essentially took a collection of your heart rates over time and used it to study if maybe you your heart rate matched up with people who had you know afib or things like that so and i think now they used that stanford study because that was around before now that's also happening just by default on your series four it's gonna be you know the with the ekg feature and things like that it'll be able to maybe do those early signs of afib things that are kind of you know they can see with an algorithm generally what those heart rates look like. But I just love to see that iteration, right? Where this was a Stanford study in the earlier generations, you opted in, they learned a lot. I'm sure they gathered, I mean, millions and millions of data points on it to build their algorithm. And now they can implement it going forward. So we just see, like you said, um, and it, you know, this first gen of kind of the, the EKG, it'll only get better with time. When will they do O2 levels? That's what I'm wanting. Yeah, ooh, that would be a good... That would be a good one, especially from a fitness standpoint, too. Yeah. I mean, they're not just good when you're sick. O2 levels when you're working out, especially for top performing right. um, athletes, is is really, really, um, is very important. I temperature, body yeah. temperature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, this is the perfect um, candidate for AI. And it in you getting your own personal learn machine learning um data where you can start then learning about yourself and wh when you're at peak and when you're not. We've been talking, I've got a couple research teams at Gallup working on some 
stuff around, uh, you know, coaching. And one of the things we're trying to think about is let's measure the heart rate when you go into meetings <laughs> at work. Like what's happening to your heart? Like, are you, and not from a heart's sake, but why, why is your, your heart rate going up in a, in a bot saying, Hey, I noticed every time you go in a meeting or every time you have a podcast with Mike Weger, your, your heart rate just shoots through the roof. And it's like, no, no, no. It's actually because I'm super excited about it, uh, uh, podcasting with Mike. It's not because I'm feeling stressed. I just but get your heart racing, Jim. It's no big you deal. You do, Mike. <laughs> you do. You, I admit it. But um, you, there could be signs of stress or it could lead to a conversation of like, are you, you know, what, what's going on with you that's causing you this anxiety? And so there could be some really good implications of, of matching heart rate to meetings. What's going on during the day? Who are you talking to? Um, even in some of the phone conversations, if you could mine and it could understand some sentiment of what's going on in a conversation and give you some feedback about how to handle that, or, hey, we noticed your blood pressure went up or, you know, some of those kinds of things during those phone conversations or whatever during work. I think it can add more to it. I am super fortunate that even though I have family heart problems, I have the best blood pressure of anybody on the planet. Like every time I go in, they're like, you're perfect. And I'm like, thank you. I work really hard at it keeping, you know, keeping um, a staying fit for my age and at least trying to be reasonable on some of those things. And so um, I think there's some really cool, I, I, I think um, actually the technology is out a little bit ahead of what we're actually using at this point. Like I think most people have way more technology available to them than they're using, which probably wasn't the case five or six years ago. And so I think in some cases we need to kind of uh, catch up. Um, in the chat, Tajoski had said the Fitbit scale. And I, I need to get one of these scales. Uh, it would just be, and, I, and it needs to be kind of where I can just walk by it quick way, be done. Like it needs to know who I am, measure it and be done. And that's the only way it's going to happen every day. That's Otherwise, exactly the way it works, Jim. It's, yeah. it's, I've got, I've got one of those as well. And you jump on it for about three or four seconds. It, it gets to learn talking about the AI, it gets to learn sort of everybody's weight and body fat measurements. So it knows who's weighing in. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, it goes, okay, is it this person or this person? Mm -hmm. And then it sends it right to your phone, right into the Fitbit app. It charts it all for you. So you can measure it over time and stuff. Super convenient, very mm -hmm. handy. I think Mike Howard, you're out there in the chat room. I think he's got something like that as well. There's some various scales. I know there's some knockoff versions. You can get them as cheap as 30. I think some of the name brand. Would you know what you paid for your Fitbit scale? I think it's around 200 or 229 Okay, okay. So pre pretty expensive. cheap, yeah, yeah, as far as yeah. scales yeah, go. But scale. again, you know, you're, you're building all that technology into it. It actually looks really nice. It doesn't look like your typical bathroom scale. You possibly wouldn't know that's what it was but yeah well if for that kind of price it should also when i'm not being when i'm not getting weighed it should vacuum my carpet yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know let's there, and, uh, yeah maybe we should talk room. to irobot about that if you yeah. can stand on your roomba mm -hmm. while it's going by and it weighs mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. well maybe it, when it's sitting in its stand it it's also doubles as a weight kind of thing so who knows? Um, like always, Aaron, we, we, we go longer on topics than we should. One of the really good topics, though, before we, we kind of wrap this thing up, was you, you looked at a robot window washer, which 
I'm you, you got to get, you guys have to see this, by the way, I'm going to put the, uh, the link in the, in the chat room and it will be available in the show notes, but you know, that's the first time I've seen that. You had some interesting thoughts on it. Tell us a little bit. How does this this robot window washer? Because you know, I'm I'm crazy about robots, right? Yes. Robot lawnmowers. I'm. By the way, I, I don't think I've told you, but I'm building my own robot lawnmower. So no. I, yeah, we'll have to talk about that another time. But oh. um, yeah, it's going to be a monster. I don't. None of these weak, wimpy like this <laughs> thing can kill things. <laughs> like this, so it's, it's going to be yeah. Robotized tractor then. Yeah, well, it's gonna. I want it to detect the, you know, the 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 ground, uh, you know, the uh, the voles, and you know, just kind of wait for them, and then when they pop out, run right over the, the top. The day of this them. thing actually works, the day I stop being your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It'll never work, Mike, because yeah, it's okay. the the task is pretty big. But but here's Aaron, hoping. Tell us a little bit about this robot a window washer. So this is a gadget called uh, the Hobot, although I'm sure it. That's probably not how you're supposed to pronounce it, but that's that's how I pronounced it. Yeah. Um, it's it's a small, it's almost like a loaf of bread sized gadget with two wheels on the bottom. And you put little like microfiber scrubbing socks, for lack of a better term, on these little wheels. And then you hold it up to your window, you turn it on, and there's suction inside, and it generates enough suction that even with the little scrubby pads on there it suctions to your window and then you can either control it with an app or a remote control or just sort of set it to do its own little cleaning cycle and it will wash your windows for you so it will do just kind of everything from a light dusting and just give them once over to you can add cleaners and glass cleaner and soap and water vinegar whatever you want and it will do all the scrubbing for you so the company that makes it contacted me and I thought, I'm like, as if, like, give me a break. Who needs a robot window washer? This is, this is dumb. And it arrived and I was like, well, all right, I'll give it a try. And I was actually surprised at how handy it was, particularly for those windows that are, they're up a little high. They're a little hard to reach. Um, you know, you might not be able to do a good job of them without one of those scrubby things on a stick or whatever you're going to do. So it was pretty convenient to just be able to suction it to the window, spray, I sort of sprayed cleaner on it and then just let it do its thing. Uh, the only sort of downside of it is it is corded. It's not a wireless gadget. So you do have to have power nearby. Or in my case, when I was doing the back side of my house, I had to run a very long extension cord from our garage. So that was kind of annoying. I think the reason why it's not... Um, totally remote operated and battery operated is because, you know, if it, if it were to fall and lose power or run out of battery, it's going to come flying off the window. It does come with one of those, uh, a tether, I guess, that you can make sure it's secure. And if you're using it at any heights, of course you would do that. As I said in my video, I was using it at some kind of height, but I elected not to. Fortunately, nothing happened. It was fine. But, you know, the safety features are there. It's it's whether you choose to use them or not. But it was it was pretty handy for some of the windows. Um, the other downside with it was, you know, in some cases, particularly inside the house with those windows that are easy enough for me to clean, I felt like it almost took more time to do with the robot than it would have if I had just sort of done it with some elbow grease. But it's a super neat concept. And I can really see it, you know, for people who do 
have troubles, you know, you got to get out the ladder kind of thing and you're hanging off the edge of it and trying to reach off to the side of the window and you're not quite getting it. It's definitely handy and probably a really safe option for people that need that. It'll also do floors. It'll also do glass and tabletops and counters and things like that if you want it to. Again, you could probably do it faster if you just did it yourself with a cloth and some soap and water. But then you wouldn't be able to tell your friends you had a robot house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your arm would be a lot more sore, right? Right. Wax or on. Or your muscles would yeah. be much Wax sore. on. Wax yeah, off. There you go. Wax on. Wax yeah. off. Uh, Aaron, it's 450 bucks. Yeah. Like it it's a little much. pricey, right? I, I was kind of all in. I think if this was 200, I was thinking maybe like 199. I'm like in because we, we, we are terrible about cleaning windows at the Collison house. It is terrible. And what I was kind of thinking is it'd be a great device to, while you're folding laundry or while you're vacuuming, set it on a window, let it run, do your chores, come back to it. I don't know, 10 minutes, do you think? It, it takes maybe 10 minutes to clean oh, the window. It, it's faster than that. Okay. It's, it would probably do sort of one whole window pane in about two or three minutes. Okay. So it's it's not a long time, but just what I was trying to say about, like, if I was just going to do hit it with some paper towels and some yeah. glass cleaner, I'm done yep. it in about 15 right. seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it it would be interesting, like you're doing a bunch of other chores. Put it on, let it run, do, you know, fold some socks, come back grab it, move it to the next window. It, it cleans on one side. So you, I, I guess in theory, you would stick it to one, do the outside, bring it back on the inside, let it clean the inside that way. Exactly. And that yeah, works. You have and to bring it back and forth inside. Pretty good quality. I mean, is it, it better or is the same as you doing it by hand or maybe it, a little it, it worse? It depends on the window. I found okay. that, you know, the outside windows are always dirtier than the inside yeah. windows. Um, I gave it, you know, probably more often than not two passes. But at the same time, if I were doing it myself, you know, with a scrub brush or whatever, I'm still going to have to go over it twice because it's twice as dirty. So I it, the, the job that it did is comparable. And I did find that it depended sometimes, too, on what cleaner I was using. If I was just using something like vinegar, you know, it might take an extra pass versus if I was using, you know, a more strong, dedicated window cleaner kind of thing. Yeah, I'd leave mine out there for like a half an hour because it's bad. I, I we we are we are bad about the the windows. That's just one of the things we don't clean very often, and we we should probably clean those more. It's easy to we got those shades that are room darkening, and so when you just <laughs> you're looking out the window, you're like, oh, just pull the slate, yeah. pull the shade down. Uh, I get it another time. Everything else is good, but it's uh, equivalent but, of like kicking things under the couch you don't want to look at, right? It's like yeah. oh, I could clean it, I could just kind of not look at it. The, 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 um, the company that makes that also, I think makes vacuum, they make robot vacuum cleaners and some floor cleaners as well. It looks like. I think they do. Yes. Yeah. And you tried it on the floor. I did try it on the floor. It was a little more random and haphazard with the window and having the window frame. It'll sort of clean it in more of a linear pattern on the floor. It was just kind of random. It didn't do as good a job as it did on the windows on the floor. Um, and again, I think it would, I mean, I've, I've tried a Roomba's mopping robot vacuum, or I guess it's not a vacuum, it's a robot mop. Um, and it does a really good job and it's a lot more methodical and a lot more linear and a lot more, like, it seems like it knows where it's going. This one on the floor, the Hobot was, I felt like it was just kind of going until it hit something and then it was bumping off into another direction. Kind of gym, gym most days, just kind of bouncing around, <laughs> whatever. 
whatever <laughs> happens. Yeah, not in, in probably not like you would think about some of those uh, the Roomba versions that are mapping the room or trying to at least be somewhat intelligent about its patterns. The, the this, new one is out this week, I think. Yeah, the seven is it seven plus or something like that in the Roomba. You mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. got uh, the new technology that's coming out with that. I should have one into the test kitchen oh, in the next week or so. But it's so jealous. People's complaint about the Roomba has been, you know, you've got to empty the little garbage yeah. bin out of it mm-hmm. and it gets full really quick. And, you know, especially if you've got it set to timers and it's cleaning while you're at home. If the bin is full, it's not going to clean or it's not going to do as good a job. So the new one, it'll dock, it empties out its own garbage bin into sort of a larger garbage that lives in the docking station and then it goes back to work so i'm super excited about getting hands-on with this and seeing if it is actually this smart it also does have that room mapping capability that you're talking about so it starts to learn through that ai its way around your house and the little nooks and crannies and the you know the the traffic patterns i guess i'll find out yeah, there's a competing one, and I forget what it is, but its specialty is it actually gets in the corners. You know, that's the problem with the Roomba is that it's not really, it can't get in the corners. And they're being advertised as we get in the corners, right? We're so clean, we get in the corners. It's It comes to a point, and so it fits, right? It, it fits, which is smart in some regards. You would kind of think, yeah, you might want the head of your vacuum cleaner to be square, not round. I did see the, I did see that advertising. It's been all over Facebook. Um, and maybe because I've been talking about robots, it showed up <laughs> right on, on one of those things. Um, I uh, was going to think again, I was thinking like, hmm, maybe it's time to get into the robot vacuum cleaner business. And then it's a grand. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, it's well, yeah. it's nine ninety nine. So no, it's uh, not time. Yet. <laughs> I was thinking, well, maybe not in this house, <laughs> you know. And um, so but it, it did make me think. Say it again. Especially if you have dogs or yeah. cats. Uh, it's again, I thought before I had a chance to try one, I thought you, it's just not something you need because you're going to clean your house. You're going to sweep it. You're going to mop it. You're going to vacuum it. But if you have pets, you know, the people out there that have pets know that you get those, you know, pet hair tumbleweeds in Mm -hmm. all the corners, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And when you, when the Roomba is set to just kind of go around once a day, you completely eliminate that problem, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. Yeah, no, it actually made me think, and I, there's, I'm sure there's some marketing term to this that where I saw the thousand dollar price tag, and all of a sudden three hundred bucks doesn't seem so bad. Where, you know, before when these things first came out and they were like three hundred bucks at Best Buy, and you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's three hundred dollars for a vacuum. I could get a, you know, fill in the blank, right? I could get <laughs> one of these sharks, or I could do, you know, whatever. So I don't know. We have a cat the cat sheds i'd love to have i I really need two um until we get a robot that can traverse the stairs uh we really need one is down there and then we got crap all over the floor so i don't know we we i don't know mike have you uh have you considered throwing a robot vacuum cleaner at the Uyghur house yeah yeah Yeah, it's because we have a dog who sheds a bunch but actually so we i didn't know this new update of dumping off the hair because we vacuum probably every other every other day and it is disgusting how much hair like our shark vacuuming that tank we have to empty it halfway through our vacuum so i'm like man that thing would probably fill up a lot but if, the, if it goes back to its dock and empties out and would actually last for a little while be really interesting yeah yeah 
No, super cool. Well, Aaron, we'll have to catch up with you on the vacuum cleaner when you get it. That's going to be a hot item. One more question before you go. Sorry, I kept you late, but no, appreciate okay. you staying around for a little it. bit. One more question. You've got a couple. Um, you've been looking at the Nano Leaf kind of lighting system, Aurora. I think they were called Aurora lights. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, and we don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but you, you've done these lighting scenarios. Are you a person that likes to have a variety of lights in the house? I'm like, if the light comes on, the light goes off, good to go. I don't worry about temperature or color or any of those kinds of things. Do you you prefer it where you get kind of some control? These lights you can stick on the wall and configure and they'll do different things. And there's a music adapter that's in your latest uh, review. I'd encourage people to go out and take a look at that. But um, do, you, do you like lights and I different stuff? I love lights. I love them. They, the, the color and the temperature color temperature of lights it just it can completely change a room and an environment i find so i like to have you know incandescent lighting or warmer lighting in my house uh in the summer and winter i find that smart lighting in particular if you set the smart lights to blue green or purple in the summertime when it's hot out it helps the house to feel cooler and similarly in the winter when it's freezing cold outside and snowing and icy, if the smart lights in my house are red, orange, yellow, those warmer color temperatures, I feel like it just feels warmer inside the house. I can't stand fluorescent lights. Uh, I, I just love having different lights around. And I, I really, I, I also, I've gotten addicted to just being able to tell my lights to come on and off. So to ask, you know, Siri or Google Assistant or or... Alexa, just to turn them on or off or to change the color. It's so convenient. And I, I really find it's I've in the past, I've referred to it as sort of decorating your house, but with light. So you can completely change the environment, the atmosphere, and the mood just with those lights. And you know, when we've had people over for dinner parties, or, or just to hang out or whatever, they always comment on the lighting and just how, you know, cozy it feels or how cool it looks in here. So I really like that aspect of smart lighting. You don't have to paint your entire room or, you know, have a fireplace to get some of that same ambiance. No, that's cool. Mike, are you guys, are you guys light um, aficionados? <laughs> I don't know what no, you call it. I, I mean, snobs, the but. majority of the lights in our house are hue lights. And uh, mainly because Hannah and I just love using, um, miss amazon to control everything in our house we have one right by our bed she can turn off all the lights and arm our security system and that's it's like perfect so most of the lights with the exception of our kitchen are all hue but no not aficionados i wouldn't say we go for the cheapest just like you jim on and off Uh, i wish we got into more of the color ones and and you know kind of had some some warmth or some color things to play with i think that that'll probably be the next step but yeah we went for because they're just they're expensive yeah, they are. Although it's, it's getting cheaper, Aaron, you, you're you're looking at all these all the time. Don't you think we've seen probably a pretty good drop, maybe 30 or 40% over the last couple of years on light prices? Definitely. And a lot of them are coming bundled now where you can get, you know, the lights and a lamp and the hub if you need it or um, Amazon's Alexa or sorry, the, the Echo and the Echo, sorry, the Echo Plus out of all the Echo devices has a built-in home hub now. So they're bundling it. You can find it on Amazon with some smart lights now too. 
So it gives you that control with the lights and definitely the price are coming down. And, you know, with Black Friday coming and the holidays, mm-hmm. watch watch for stuff to go on sale because it I find it always does around this time of year. And it's actually a really great time of year to grab yourself some smart lights. Glad you said Black Friday, not next week, but the 15th, the Thursday, the 15th, Mike and I are going to do a whole show around Black Friday deals. And so All we'll right. ask folks to go to Facebook and in our Facebook group and post any deals that you have no coming. Aaron, I'll watch kind of your channels. And if you've got, if you're announcing, cause I know sometimes you announce those deals as well, if you see those kinds of things and, um, and let's kind of gather up and then Mike and I will kind of go through that on that, uh, on that Thursday night, the 15th, right before Thanksgiving, we will the Thanksgiving in the United States. Anyways, we will do those black Friday deals and, uh, and talk about that. Aaron, thanks for coming on tonight. It's always great to have you. I always appreciate you giving us an hour and some change. Of course, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet to catch up. Don't forget, go out and visit all her stuff. We're trying to bump up her YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV. If you want to go out there, track her down on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron L-Y-C-C. And then you can find her website, techgadgetscanada.com. Aaron, we're going to let you drop and Mike and I will do some, we'll send you back to your wonderful Canadian life where everything's free and paid for by the government and all the <laughs> all the gadgets are twice the price as they are in the United States. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. It's been my pleasure. All right, Aaron. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Take care. As Aaron drops, just a reminder too on the Fitbit challenge. Don't forget if you want to join us on the Fitbit challenge, you can do that. To send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. I will put you on the list to get that done. And uh, if you don't have a Fitbit, think about getting one. They're they're kind of maybe maybe you need to get out of the chair every once in a while. Stop listening. No, take our podcasts on the road, right, Mike? Yeah. And when I mean on the road, I don't mean you driving on the road. I mean you walking on the road. Some of you guys need to get some steps in. I I do all the time. Listen, no judgment here. I'm just saying. I'm I'm talking about me. Mike, even as a young as you are, you got to get that exercise in. Oh, right? you definitely do. And I think actually last week, or no, it was a few weeks ago, Schoonover found an app for the iPhone that will essentially take your fitness data that is provided by the watch and send it over to Fitbit. Ooh, nice. So I, I forgot about it, but I might get that yeah. and then maybe join your guys as a group. Get, if I get can in the group. And remember, it. it's not really a group. We become friends and then I do, we do these challenges either on the weekends or a weekday. I send everybody a note and say, Hey, who wants to join? It can take up to 10. We can do as many as we want. Not everybody every week wants to do it. And that's cool. You, it's just, it's all on you. You can just join us and, and, uh, and do it that way. Um, I was on a podcast this week. It actually just released today. Uh, the podcast engineering school. We, and you'd be like, Jim, I don't not, I do not want to hear, listen, I listen to your podcast, but I don't want to hear you talk about podcasting. Well, you don't, don't worry about it. This is kind of gadgets. We're talking about podcast gadgets. So microphones, mixers, some of those kinds of things. If you're thinking about starting a podcast or you just want better sound, like you want your, you want your conference calls to sound a little bit better. Uh, maybe you work from home and you just want to, you know, th- think about doing something different podcast. Uh, it's, it's the called the podcast engineering school. I have a link in the show notes, show one Oh seven. In case you're listening to this a couple months from now or a year from now or whatever, go to podcastengineeringschool.com and look for episode one Oh seven. And Chris Curran, who introduced, who interviewed me is just crazy. It's, it's, it's the funniest interview. He is shock jock radio. Uh, uh, I gotta like go give this a listen. You do, you do. Yeah, it's I it's will. really good. He laughs really funny. He used Barry White. He has Barry White sound bites. Okay, it's pretty great. 
Yeah. And he does his sound bites live, or did you figure that no, out? No, he does them live. Really? Yeah, he does them live. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty great. Um, and so you you'll want to go. This is not your typical boring podcast uh deal. So if you've made it this far in the audio, you are probably you don't mind listening to me. If you want to hear me over there, head over to podcastengineeringschool.com. Chris is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. You'll you'll want to listen to it. Big thanks to Aaron for coming on. Aaron Lawrence, she it's amazing. We just didn't have her every week. Yeah, right. Just to be a third <laughs> third co-host. Next week we're back to uh, kind of the regular schedule. Just Mike and I will have some things to talk about. Um, in the feedback mechanism, Mike, when I sent a note out to people and I said, "Hey, I'm thinking of changing the intro," I got some feedback like from somebody who was like, "Oh, yeah, I've noticed the last couple of weeks your your format's been different." Yeah, we've been interviewing people, and that's just a little bit different than we change the format when we do that. Next week, we're back to kind of the standard or what we made the standard, conversation, news, reviews, and product updates. Just Mike and I. John Larson moved down a week, so he will be coming in on the 8th. I want to say that is. Is that the right date? It is the 8th. Um, and we're going to do some, so we're going to do some night sky telescope stuff and he's printed some of his parts on 3d printers and he's going to remote access into them. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be really good if you're into astronomy or just nerdery around that John Larson will be on. Um, it's what's funny, Mike, for the longest time we didn't have guests and then I, all of a sudden they all stacked up in one, in one big group. We always appreciate them coming on when we think of like Aaron or Emily or Dwayne or. Rich Hay. I still get notes about Dwayne's uh, show the other day. He does such a good job. Both videos, Mike, got booted off YouTube <laughs> because he had the NFL game playing over his shoulder. And so both of them are there. You have to right now, if you want to watch it, you have no live got taken down or they got. Yeah. Live yeah. got taken down. First, the recorded version got taken down. Then live got taken down. Fortunately, I think the game was over by the time we went into the post show. And so I think the crypto video still works because I don't think he was, I don't think the game was on. But you said you, I mean, you obviously got it downloaded in time. Oh yeah. 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 And you can download, they don't block it. Okay. Uh, they don't block it. That's but. the interesting part about all this stuff. It's so confusing. So the one thing I noticed was I wanted to play music on my Twitch stream. Twitch actually has Spotify, a Spotify account with playlists in it. Um, they have on SoundCloud too. That if you play that music, they have the right. Like people have gone and submitted that music to Twitch, so Twitch itself does not pick it up. Well, the problem is a lot of times you take your Twitch stream, you download it, and you put it on YouTube later. Well, YouTube doesn't have the right set, so YouTube will flag it. It's like it's so hard to keep up with all this stuff and and what triggers it and what doesn't. And and I, I didn't even think about the game. So when you said that, I, I was, I, was and I didn't it's either. So small and blurry. You you I didn't no. you know. But it, it obviously clear enough. There if they would have known. Yeah. Yeah. And I could have blurred it out. I could have gone in there and blurred that section for the whole video. There was no way I was going to blur it like in sections when he was talking. And I thought about blurring it. But, you know, I was like, you know, it's blocked. I took it. I put it in private mode. I was like, eh, it's okay. doesn't yeah. matter. Right. Um, but how how interesting, more interesting that YouTube has the technology to discover rebroadcast which makes sense right kind of makes sense you're like video is their thing not just audio you know right. we know they we know they can detect music but i didn't know they were that good at detecting tv well especially when it's not in the foreground right like it's in the background the main person is a person yeah. like that's a really good algorithm to be able to pick up that they picked it to the channel they were like this is fox 
because uh, it was he was it was, it was game. Thursday night. It yeah. was Thursday night football on Fox. Yep. And I was like, wow. I was that's why I didn't fight it. I was so impressed that they yeah. found it. I was just like, ah, I'm not gonna fight it. What yeah. the heck? You we'll just leave wheel it. of cheese. I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I'll just put it private and I'm not gonna worry about it. Yeah. Uh don't forget if you want to support the show, head out to Patreon, the average guy.tv slash Patreon does that. And of course those funds go to robot lawnmowers or the Terminator. That's the name for it, by the way. We're Is gonna it really it. the Terminator? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it got decided like it. tonight. Uh, somebody had said, a other gym or somebody said in chat, that sounds like a Terminator. So I think that's, I think the robot lawnmower is going to become called the Terminator. That I happened like tonight. Uh, if you want to contribute to that and uh, all those little bits helps just in those projects uh, that we do, the average guy.tv slash Patreon gets you there. Don't forget if you've got, uh, if you want to contact us, send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. Better to find us on Twitter at Jay Collison here at Uyghur Tech for yes. this, right? That's still yep. good. That um, is. For that one, don't forget the average guy.tv platform, web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. For more information, visit maplegrovepartners.com and Christian's plans start as little as $10 a month for everything. And he'll do anything. So just contact him. If you've got, you want to do some web stuff, buy a, you got a domain, you want to host something new on, get a hold of Christian. He will set you up there. And then don't forget to download the app, homegadgetgeeks.com. It's free. Download it. Even if you don't use it, just have available if you're traveling, if you're out on a Thursday or you want to stream something. It is by far the best streaming app I've ever had and then, or I've ever seen. And it's just a home gadget. puts a home gadget geeks icon right on your phone. Push it. Push play. Boom. You're in business. T-shirts still available. The average guy.tv slash shirt if you want to get those. And then, Mike, I got some new HelloFresh coupons. No, oh, some more HelloFresh ones. And a couple of you have been taking me up on it. I'll send those to you or send you the code or whatever. So get you free, get you free week. Basically, I've had some folks take take me up on it at work. Um, uh, real quick, and then we'll we'll end this. So Sarah sent me a text today. She's like, "Hey, the handle's falling off the stove. We're probably going to need to get it replaced to the the handle." And I'm like, "Hey, we're cooking so much. Why don't we just replace the whole stove?" So she's looking at new stoves. We may, I may try and add a little tech in on this stove. Are they making smart smart stoves now? Are yeah, right. they're, they're not great, but we'll see what we can, we'll see what we can come up with. So okay. you never know, you never know. I definitely would not buy one with, you know, Lady A or the right. Google thing. I definitely not buying one of those. But we a good chance we are cooking three, four, five nights a week and on the weekends big time. So it's like, yeah, let's get that stove upgraded. It's time. We've we wore that thing out. It's been here since we got here. So a new stove is coming all because of HelloFresh. So not really, but <laughs> it's been it's been really, really great. And so if you want to if you want to try it out, let me know, Jim at the average guy.tv. I've got plenty of coupons to get it. By the way, I don't I make very little off this, guys. It's just, I want to do it because it's been so have you done it? Did you? Not yet. No, we got distracted last week and we didn't get it ordered. And, and we then, are going to do it. What are you doing this weekend? You around? I am around. Hannah works though. It's the only hard part. Well, well, it doesn't mean we can't have a guy's night with a few cigars. It's true. Yeah. What night? Saturday night? She works Saturday during the day. 
Well, let's uh, let's talk offline, and we'll, we'll maybe Ooh. maybe this, we gotta we gotta stop gotta talking just, about it and just do it. I just got a whole pack of new cigars, in, so we need to. I'm down. Yeah, we got to give it a try. Saturday night. So, All right. So we'll do that. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the Average Guy TV Live. We try to stay to about an hour and 20 minutes. I think this one will go a little bit longer. Um, I got some things to say on crypto, so if you want to head over head over to the Average Guy TV slash Patreon, Crypto Post Show will be there. And uh, that's free. You can just you can just have it. We'll do some crypto with that one night. We'll say goodnight, everybody.